You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ralph Anthony Garcia, also known as R4, and I am presenting to you The Art of Bounce, where I'm just going to come off the top of the head from inside my heart and share with you a couple of stories. Let's start with one random one right off the top of the head. 1995, my very first job, all right? My very first gig on Tremont Avenue. The place was called El Beso. Now, I'm not going to give the actual names of the clubs or piano bars or nightclubs or restaurants because I'm going to try my best to protect the innocent and I'm not trying to involve anybody. You know how that is. So, okay, let's go back to the Bronx. The Bronx is where I first started bouncing. And yeah, I needed to bounce, unfortunately, because when I came out of jail in 1995, around October. That was it. I was this brand new ex-con, you know, ultimately paroled. (laughs) And yes, this very day it rained, so this rain will probably help if you can hear it in the background. It decides to rain now on my first time trying to do this podcast, so hey, whatever. So here it is, the Bronx, 1995, Tremont Ave, the name of the place, El Peso. Again, my first time, I didn't know what I was doing. My first job, my first gig. No, not my first job. Far from my first job, but it's my first gig. And the only job I knew I was going to get for a while because I am an ex-con. Newly released parole, the whole shebang. Got a parole officer visiting me on random and I got to visit them every week down on 161, you know. I'm coming off the top of the head. I'm freestyling this, so y'all can excuse me if I'm stuttering or stumbling or or taking too long to make a point. Uh, Again, you know, reliving these stories, as I think about them, I could tell they're going to hurt. And there's a lot of pain I had to endure. I had to endure a lot of BS. You know what I mean? A whole lot of it. Like, you know, I, I couldn't stand it, man. You know, there was always somebody that got on your nerves. Guaranteed. All right? And on my first day bouncing at El Peso, I came in just regular clothes, you know what I mean? So I came in a sweater. I mean, after all, it was October, late October. And you know how usually October gets all summery and stuff. 1995, that October was cold as hell. (laughs) I just couldn't understand it. It was was winter already. And winter was at least two months away. Yet we were feeling winter now in October, so... Came with a nice sweater, jeans, and, you know, I had my steel toes, you know, my steel toe boots. I knew I needed those. So here we are on Tremont. Uh, I forget between what blocks. Crotona. I, I know Crotona is definitely one of the blocks. I forget what the other one is, but it's on Tremont, right? So uh, here it is. My first day ever bouncing, right? And I met a guy. Uh, apparently, he's going to be my partner, right? Because he was tall, actually a little taller than me. Puerto Rican cat, cool guy, shook his hand, his name is Joseph, whatever, sub Joseph, I'm Ralph, so keep it moving, I go inside, I meet whoever's inside, the manager, the bartenders, whoever was in there, told them my name, they were unhappy with the way I was dressed, he said to me, next time you come, come in all black, fine, I was cool with that, 
So we begin our day. There we was, beginning our day, and then boom! The sky opens up. The rain starts to fall. Great. You know, for most folks, a rainy day might mean not as many people come out. I'm hoping that's the case because, to be honest, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing, y'all. I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't directed to do anything. And then Joseph, God bless him, he, he, he didn't look like he knew much either. But I'm going to respect my elders, you know what I'm saying? So whatever he says, I'm going to respect and I'm going to listen to because obviously he's been in the game longer than I have. You know, it's only my first day. Um, so as it rains, I'm looking at the sky and the rain is just getting tougher and tougher, falling harder and harder. And it's like, ugh, nothing might happen tonight. We might not even get any people in here. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Then suddenly people started coming. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And, um, I saw the guy, Joseph, take a dollar off each person coming in. So that's what it was. People that came in paid a dollar, including the women, who were usually free in some cases, but not today or ever here at this club or this place. It's not a nightclub where it's all huge. It's this tiny little place, two floors, and uh, we got a restaurant on the bottom and a little club on the top. Now, as I'm letting the folks in, I'm taking my dollars and I'm putting them in my pocket. But then one of the ladies working inside there was like, uh... Those tips you're taking at the door, you got to bring them in at the end of the night. I'm like, I okay. So, but anyway, let's keep this moving, right? So as it rains and pours, people coming in, people are like shaking their umbrellas coming in. That was annoying because here we are in this like this vestibule between the door and the way to come into the either the restaurant or the staircase leading you upstairs. You know, it gets pretty crowded sometimes. So it got to the point where I like, yo, folks, if you're coming in, some of y'all got to wait outside. Oh, but it's raining. Use your umbrellas, bro. Damn. It's one thing about people I found out over the years, man, and people are just too entitled, yo. They're too entitled. I mean, I guess they, they figure they're paying some sort of entrance fee. They're paying whatever they're about to pay inside the restaurant or go upstairs and drink whatever. Okay, I get it. But come on, here we are trying to do our jobs and you're making it hard for us, man. Damn. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> you know, for 27 years, and that's more time than I care to admit, I put up with a lot of people's special, right? Anyhow, folks started to cooperate, you know, and the smarter people did come with umbrellas. And if they needed to wait outside to be online the way to come in, then they had to do that. Because I wasn't trying to have nobody crowd up my space. You understand what I'm saying? Even as a new jack, I knew that. So, you know, I'm taking IDs, I'm taking $1 bills for admission, and slowly but surely, I'm putting $1 in one pocket and putting $1 in another pocket. But you see, I didn't anticipate Joseph counting these people coming in, see? So he had his little clicking device, taking every person as they come in, click, 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 counting everyone inside the place. I mean, I later found out it was because he needed to count the people coming in in order to keep the count at a certain number. Now we could let no more than 150 people in, and that's why he was taking the count. But at the same time, these managers back there knew what they were expecting off of that door with every count of the button pushing. Every time we counted something, that was one dollar they knew they were supposed to get. Okay, so as I pocketed my dollars, <laughs> I did not have any idea that we were being tracked. I had no idea. I was just 
gave him a little bit of money. And then at the end of the night, when I find out how much they were paying me, there was no way I was going to be honest and tell them what I was getting off that door. Hell no. Hell no. Thankfully, Joseph even knew to make an adjustment on the counter so that it actually reflects of what we've been taking back to the management, right? I mean, you have to understand, they were, they were paying us shit. They were paying us so much shit that I'm too embarrassed to even tell y'all what I was paid. So I had to make that up with what I was getting at that door. Oh, you didn't have ID, huh? Even I, the new Jack that I was, knew to get a little something-something for that. Oh, you ain't got no ID, then, you know. Oh, but please let me in. Yeah, okay. $50. $50? But your man here don't got ID either. $100. Okay, look, can I give you 60 Hell yeah, I'm going to take the $60. Even though you don't want to do that too much. You know, whenever somebody don't come with ID, because you off around and let some minor up in there, and then psh, that's it for your business, that's it for your liquor license. You know what I'm saying? So here it is, the end of the night, you know, I get paid my little sh Bro, I say later to Joseph, you know, it was a pleasure working with him. All right, see you tomorrow. On this Friday night, well, Saturday morning now, it was about three-ish. So... I wasn't tired yet, you know what I'm saying? And, and I had a little wad on me. Sure, I want to hang out a little bit. So I went to my boys and them around the corner, a little biker spot, you know what I mean? My, my men's and them over there on Hughes. I'd shout them out, but, you know, I'll probably make the latter of them mad, so I'm not going to do that, you know? I'm not going to disrespect them by uttering their name out loud, but just know them boys run the town around the corner on Hughes. Man, you know, I, I was always cool with them guys, so, you know, when they saw me come in, Hey, come on in. So, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. I drank beers, hung out till about four in the morning. Then I went home. Enter the next day, Saturday. It ain't raining this time, thank God. But uh, it was still kind of cold out there. So this time I knew to come in something black. So I came in a black hoodie, black hat. My ish kickers are still black. So, you know, I left those alone and paired black jeans. My ensemble was correct this time around. I encountered Joseph, who had on a black three-piece suit, looking dapper. I'm like, all right, let me guess. You bought that with your take from yesterday, right? Yeah, it is brand new. And you could say that helped, he said. I wasn't mad at that, you know? So I was glad that I was working with a fellow hustler over here. So we're about to do what we do all over again, right? Second night of the row. And that's exactly what happened. People started to come in after 10 o'clock. Coming in. They paying their little $1 entrance fee. We doing what we need to do. Keep some of the dollars to the side in one pocket. Keep the dollars we were going to give into management in the other, right? So that being said, um, I look above me and I noticed something blinking and I'm looking closer and I'm like, is that what I think it is? And yeah, it was indeed a camera watching every move we were making right there. But you know what though? Me and Joseph, we some slick hustlers. Our backs, stay, you know, like we knew where we was. Like it got to the point where we had to really study where we were so that we could adjust ourselves with our backs to the camera so that the camera don't see much else other than our backs. Does that make sense? Anyway, try reliving this if you will. I'm trying to retract or recall a memory that is just, to be honest, a haze right now, you know? It is a haze. I really can't remember much. I'm not going to remember things, so I'll just tell you as much as I possibly can. And there we were. We tried to work it, man. We did it. 
and no one called our attention to nothing at all yet. <laughs> Next weekend, I see Joseph in the uniform he was in on Friday of last week. Like, okay, so he's not wearing this dapper suit anymore. Okay. So I asked him, hey, what happened to the suit? You ain't going to wear that? Nah, 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 nah. You know, just in case I have to go stop a fight or something, I don't want to rip it. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, but to be honest, I think because people noticed how pretty the suit was that folks started to look at Joseph a certain way. People didn't look at me any kind of way. I was there innocent, quote unquote, and acted like I was going to mind my business and not be involved with nothing, just do my job and go home. That's it. But, um... Here we are, my third gig, um, my third day of this gig, should I say, and 10 o'clock comes, boom, 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 things start to roll. It was a pretty enough day. Uh, it was warmer than usual, so I know people were going to come out this Friday, and sure enough, they did. Here comes all the beautiful ladies. Oh, my God. Listen, man, Dominican women are undefeated. They just are. <laughs> I mean, I love my black woman, and yes. Accept the fact, ladies, if you're Dominican, if you're Puerto Rican, if you're Cuban, if you're Colombian, you are black, right? Now, this may be a discussion for another episode, but you do need to know that, right? Paul Mooney said it best when he said, man, please, y'all just that can swim. <laughs> you know, come on. So that's what I am. And with all of these beautiful black people coming, I mean, okay, you got your light-skinned ones, your black ones, your brown ones coming with such voluptuous bodies, these dresses, they seem to be painted on on these women, man. And because it was a warmer weekend, pretty balmy. I mean, I heard it all over the news how they were talking about this is an Indian summer weekend. Yay! So here comes the girls with their open toe shoes and their feet all pretty and stuff, all manicured, painted all nice. Man, the legs all shapely and wow, even the big girls were looking good. You know what I'm talking about. Bronx girls, Bronx girls be doing it, yo. When they want to do it, they do it. Especially Hispanic girls, black girls and Hell, I even saw a couple of white girls coming in like, whoa, I snow bunny. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, of course I'm going to get a couple of these people for no ID. Because a couple of them did come through. And I got them for $50 each. I wasn't getting them no less than $20 each. And not to mention, we were still putting the little ones we were going to take home in this pocket and the ones we was going to give back to them in the other. Joseph, with his trusty little clicker, clicking away. And there we were. Joseph, hold me down. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. On my way to the bathroom, he holds me down. I'm going up the stairs, and there are mirrors all over the place, right? This staircase. And lo and behold, as I came back from the bathroom, I was looking at this female whining and whining and dancing and whining. And I'm looking at this chick like, what in the world? And she on the stairs in the air. I mean, a whole lot of in the air, shaking. I mean, okay, twerking wasn't invented yet, but she was doing that ish. Whatever the hell she was doing, I couldn't call it dancing. It looked like she was straight up in somebody, <laughs> you know, some, some invisible man on the staircase. It looked like she was doing that. don't look like no damn dancing to me, but it was pleasurable enough for me to cast my glimpse at it and say, ah, damn, 
And there it was. I mean, I'm seeing her hoping on the mirror as she's grinding this invisible ghost. You know, she's twerking in the air like, oh, it's in the air, man. Reggae. I mean, reggae. <laughs> reggae is definitely an aphrodisiac, if you will. Reggae, for some reason, drives people to the point where they will do just about anything. I mean, I'm seeing this before my very eyes. I mean, like, look at this I'm seeing all the as I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm trying the best not to be seen looking at her, but it's like the moment she noticed me looking at her is when she went even more ham, <laughs> you know? And I'm looking at the mirror, and I'm seeing the cheeks, and I'm seeing the valley, the hairs, the hairs. Yeah, we have a little bunny and the booty going like this, making it clap. And I'm going down the stairs like, God, ah, let me survive tonight. So, Joseph, he's doing his thing. Gave me a wad of money. Gave me a pound with some ones in it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is cool of him. Put that in my pocket where my ones are, you know. Started doing the thing. People are still coming in, taking a dollar from each one of them persons there. Not much adventure to talk about for the next week. But then the next weekend, I saw Joseph wasn't at the door. And I'm saying to myself, why is this? But in a tiny little inkling in the back of my mind really nagged at me about something, you know, as the devil and the angel on your shoulder will do. The angel was busy poking, poking, poking. You know what this is about. And as I stand there wondering when the hell Joseph is even coming in, because I'm looking at my watch and he's late if he's coming in at all. You know, 9.30, 9.45, 45 minutes late. Maybe he's stuck in traffic. I don't know. 10 o'clock came. People are starting to come in. I chose not to ask any questions because somehow deep down inside knew what it was. So everyone coming in, I'm taking the money. I even had a guy to give me a whole 20. Like, yo, this is for you. Thanks. Like, wow. No, I saw that as very cool. Bartenders get tips all the time. Bouncers don't really get tips. So I was very appreciative of the guy giving me that $20 tip. And of course, there's the folks who have to mandatorily stop for their IDs. And if they don't have one, I'm going to want to see someone. That's just the way it is. But I knew I had to do it in a way where the camera wasn't watching what I was doing and that nobody else within peripheral is watching what I'm doing either. So I had to be slick. And yeah, I think I played my part in the slickness. That was until the manager, and it's a male this time. Last person I spoke to was a female. Now here comes a male. In perfect English, too. Whatever you're making here, you take back there at the end of the night. I says to him, yeah, like I didn't know that from before. At the end of the night, I hand in the ones I took for them, gave them that. And the manager, the guy, says to me, you know... I operate with a 10% brain. Most operate with a 5% brain. And being that I operate with a 10% brain, I'm going to know what most don't know. And I'm listening to this fucking guy talking this shit and is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Because no one uses 10% of their brain for nothing. All right? I don't, enough of it. This is not a science class. We're not talking any of that. So as I'm listening to this 
blabbermouth Babylon. It's like he's thinking he might know something I don't know, right? Look, all of that cap about how you use more of your brain than most people ain't going to fly at all, all right? Save it. You got something to say? Say it. You don't need the preambles. Just say what you got to say. One, he was mad that I was looking at his girl doing the samba on the stairs. Didn't know that was his woman. And if that was your woman, you wouldn't be allowing her to do that type of ish. But apparently you like that. You let her do it. And whoever might be watching is going to watch. But dude was like, yeah, that wasn't cool. That's my girl. All right. My bad about that. And uh, we're letting you go because you don't seem to follow directions. What the am I going to do? Stand there and look sad? I kept it moving. Peace. I bounced. Them ain't even pay me. My little piece of shit they usually pay me with. So I didn't care. I had money. I had a lot of money. I went home in a cab. <laughs> wow. Back then, cabs were $5. You believe that? I took the cab from Tremont back up to Kingsbridge Road. Mind you, that's a pretty deep trek. And I only paid $5. But again, that goes to show the signs of the times. <clears throat> Made it back home. Baby mama was right there. Gave her a kiss and a hug. And I threw my wad of money down and said, you know, I had a lot of fun. But I've been fired. <laughs> Needless to say, wifey wasn't very happy about that, but as we counted the ones, she says, long as we're smart about this, this will last a while. Back when me and baby mama truly got along. I mean, don't get me wrong, we truly still get along today. You know, we do. We're not getting at each other like cats and dogs anymore, you know. So I'm thankful for that. And I was thankful that she didn't give me too much about me losing my job. That's the story of the Dollar Club. Peace.